If you had to guess, what percentage of Americans worry about their finances? 90? 100? 50? According to a Yahoo poll in the finances, take it for what it's worth, 25% of Americans worry about their finances. I thought it'd be more. All of you think it's gonna, it would be more too. All of you shaking your head. Yeah, because then you make feels better about yourself, right? Because <laughs> we fall into that category. One in four Americans worry about finances. Think about that. There's uh, roughly 330 million Americans. 82 million Americans are worried about their financial situation right now. What exactly about their financial situation do they worry about? Yahoo gave several answers. Here were the choices. Falling into debt or accruing more debt. Not having enough money to get by. Losing my job. Losing my house, car, or another major asset. Losing money in the stock market. Rising health care costs. Or having to pay more in taxes. Which one do you think the American people picked the most? It was actually not having enough to get by. Not having enough money to get by. You know, as, as I look at it, and maybe you do too, they all kind of go back to that, don't they? If I lose my job, I'm not going to have enough to get by. If I rising health care costs, more money is going to have to go to that, I'm not going to have enough money to get by. All of them kind of go back to that one. We're not going to have enough money to get by. One in four Americans are worried about that. Look around you right now. Look at three people who are sitting by you. One out of the four of you are worried about that right now. God knows this. We know it. And that's what makes today's topic so tough. We are in our last week of this series called Test Me, and we've been looking at the principles God lays out for giving. The first week we saw God wants our first fruits. He says, you get your paycheck, first check you write to me, God says. He wants proportional giving. Give in proportional to your income. And now this week he says, give sacrificially. How in the world can we do that when we just said one in four of us are worried about our financial situation? How can we give sacrificially when we're not sure we're going to have enough to get by? We're going to answer that question today as we look at Mark chapter 12 and we see a great example of sacrificial giving. We're in Mark chapter 12. Here's what we're told. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were being put or were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Do you know when this story takes place, this account? There are 16 chapters in the book of Mark. This is 12. And so we are in the last week of Jesus' life. It is Tuesday, Friday morning, Jesus is going to be on the cross. 
Jesus is God. He knows this is going to happen. He knows He's going to die on Friday. If you knew you had two and a half days to live, what would you be doing? Visiting your family? Visiting friends? Checking off things off your bucket list? Maybe if you knew, like Jesus did, that the Jewish people were going to kill you in Jerusalem, maybe you would leave Jerusalem and go someplace else. But not Jesus. What's Jesus doing? He is sitting in the temple opposite the offering and watching people put their offerings in the plate. Here at Divine Savior, how do we collect offering? We take the plates and we, we bring them down the aisle, right? What if the expectation was we had the, the offering plates on a table right when you walked in, and every Sunday I sat across from it and watched what you put in? <laughs> That's what Jesus is doing here. He's watching the people put their offerings into the basket. Jesus, this is really what you want to be doing two and a half days before you die? But apparently it was. And there he is watching this happen. He's watching people give. The Old Testament people, why did they give? Do you know? They gave because God told them to. <laughs> uh, but why? It wasn't just because God commanded it. What was behind the command? For the Old Testament people before Jesus, uh, the big temptation, just like today, is to find your peace, your trust, your security, and your financial, in, in your financial money, possessions, whatever it is. God wanted the Old Testament people to know, you don't find all that in money and possessions. You find it in me. And so God said, the first 10% of what you get Give it to me and watch and see if I don't take care of you. God said, you give that tithe to me and I promise I'm going to provide for you. I promise. Watch. And so 10% of the people's income went to God. God wanted them to trust in Him so much that the Jewish people who were farmers, God said, you can farm the land for six years, but the seventh year, you're not planting and you're not harvesting. You're giving the land rest. And I promise you, that in that sixth harvest, I'm going to give you so much, it's going to get you through year six and year seven. Trust me. And guess what God did? He provided for them. He did exactly that. And Jesus is watching these people as they're coming and giving their offering with this in mind. I'm trusting God. I'm giving to God. I'm trusting Him. He's watching all these wealthy people come and give big gifts. But then he sees a poor widow who comes and puts two small copper coins into the offering plate worth only a few cents. And Jesus says, she's given more. Remember widows during Jesus' time? For a, a woman couldn't work. Women couldn't earn money, and so they relied on their husband. And if their husband died, they had to rely on a son. If they had no son, they relied on the church or generous people in their community to provide for them. How this woman came across two copper coins, we don't know. But she get, came across two copper coins worth only a few cents. To us, a few cents is nothing. You can't buy a gumball for a couple cents. But during that time, a couple cents, she could buy an egg, she could buy a piece of bread. She could buy sustenance for herself. This wasn't entertainment money. This wasn't date night money. This was something that she could use for a meal, and yet she puts it all in. 
Even if she would have just put one in, percentage-wise, that's 50% offering. It's a huge amount, and yet she puts it all in. Why in the world would she do that? What would motivate her? Only trust in the promises of God. That's the only thing that could explain it. She trusted God's promises. And she gave sacrificially from a heart that was trusting and found security in God's promises. And Jesus took notice. And He calls His disciples to Himself and says, Hey, you see all these people? They're giving out of their wealth. But this widow just put in more than everyone else. Because she, out of her poverty, put in all she had. So what's the lesson for us? Does God want us to leave here, empty our bank accounts, come to church, and give everything we have? No, because it's not about the money, right? It's not about the amount. God's praising the widow. Why? Not because she put in all she had, but because of the heart behind the gift. And if we want to give, it starts with trusting God's promises. Giving stems from a heart that trusts God's promises. <clears throat> Jesus sat there and He saw all the wealthy people putting in more and more and more. And as each wealthy person came and they put in a larger and larger gift, guess what happened to the people's eyes? They got bigger and bigger and bigger. And yet, what was Jesus' reaction? Nah. They're okay. Why? Because they weren't giving because they trusted God's promises. They were giving large amounts which looked good to people, but Jesus knew what was in their hearts. And what was in their hearts? Not trust and security in God's promises. This was comfortable for them. This amount was easy for them to give. This was, I don't have to trust in God's promises to give this amount. This is okay. It just so happened that it was greater than everybody else's gift. But this widow, she gave fearlessly. She gave confidently. She gave sacrificially because she trusted in the promises of God. And Jesus took notice. You see, here's the reality. You can give very little and not trust in the promises of God. You can give a lot and still not trust in the promises of God. You just look better to the people. You could be in the top echelon of giving here at Divine Savior and you could feel pretty good about yourself and Jesus looks and says, meh. To everyone else on the list, you look really good, but I know what's in your heart. And you're not giving from trust. You're giving what's comfortable. To give sacrificially, a sacrifice does what? It hurts. It's uncomfortable. It stretches us. Giving sacrificially says, God, I'm not comfortable with this, but here's what you promise, and so I'm going to trust that you will take care of me. And so I'm going to give sacrificially. Do you trust the promises of God? We say yes. But what do our actions show? Because the actions that we show stem from where? What's in our hearts.
what's in our hearts. We can know the promises of God. We can believe them. But do they actually show in our actions? When it comes to your abilities, your talents, your financials, do you trust God and give sacrificially? Do you stay up at night worried about your finances? Do you wake up in the middle of the night worried how you're going to get everything done? When it comes to giving to God, whether it's your time, your ability, your money, do you look and you say, I'm going to give sacrificially, or are you living in fear that God's not going to keep His promises? I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what any of you give. I couldn't even ballpark a number as to what you give. And also, to be honest, this may sound bad, but I don't really care. Because what I care about is what Jesus cares about, and that is your heart. Do you trust the promises of God? And if we do, when was the last time we opened our hands and gave sacrificially, gave to a point where we were uncomfortable with it. You want to know something? I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know if it's... I don't know what it is. I'm just going to say it. It's, we, we find it so easy to give to institutions like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard. We give to those, and what do we do? We do it trusting that our money is going to accumulate, right? But do you know that they don't make any promises to you? In fact, they go out of their way to make sure you know there are no guarantees. What do they say? Past performances do not equal future, future returns, right? They go out of your, their way to say, there's no guarantees here. And yet we give thousands of dollars to them, trusting it's going to accumulate. And yet we look at the God of this world who makes us promises after promises after promises, and we say, I don't trust you, God. We give to institutions that make no promises, but to the God of this world who created everything by simply speaking. We say, I don't believe you, God. Let me show you promises that God has made you. 2 Corinthians 9. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What's God's promise to you? He's going to enrich you in every way. So what? So you can be generous. This is what God promises. He promises in Malachi 3. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. God says, test me. You don't trust me? Test me. Put me to the test. Give to me and see if I don't bless you beyond your imagination. You won't have enough room to store everything that I'm able to give to you. Test me in it. And then Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. As we seek God's kingdom and His righteousness first, Jesus says, I'm going to give you everything else as well. I'm going I'm to take care of all of your needs. Test me in this. These are promises that the God of this world has made you. And yet, why is it so much easier to trust 
Chuck and Fidelity and Vanguard. Why? It's so easy to not trust the promises of God. And yet, let me ask you this. Which is easier for God to do? Which promise is easier? To take care of all your physical needs or to take care of your spiritual needs? What are the spiritual needs have to take for God to give you? His one and only Son. He had to give up His one and only Son. He had to give Him to you to die so that your sins would be forgiven. If it's me, I will give you all my stuff. I will give you my possessions, but you're not taking my kid. And God says, I'm going to fulfill that promise. I'm going to fulfill the promise that you can inherit eternal life. And to do it, I have to let go of the hand of my one and only son and let him walk out of my home where I know he's going to walk and he's going to be rejected. I know he's going to suffer. I know he's going to die. And I know he's going to face hell for you. And God said, I'm going to willingly give him for you. You know, in America, what's the general scheme, right? We, we, we want to go, we want to climb the economic scale, rags to riches. Jesus did the exact opposite. Jesus, when, when God let go of Jesus' hand in heaven, he had all the riches that he could possibly have, more riches than we could ever imagine. And he left heaven and he came here where he wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a barn placed in a feeding trough. He, he came here where throughout his life he was poor. The God of this world didn't have a home. The God of this world didn't have a bed to sleep on. Then he came here and, and he suffered temptation. He, he was tempted to not trust God, to find uh, trust and security and peace and possessions. He was tempted to be selfish. And yet he trusted God enough to do what? Two and a half days later, go to the cross where He would die for you and for me, where He would give the ultimate sacrifice Himself for people like you and me who doubt His promises, who don't trust Him when He says, I'm going to give to you. He died for us, shed His blood, paid the price so that our sins are forgiven. And now He promises that the inheritance of heaven, all the riches that God could possibly have, are yours and they're waiting for you. God said, this is what I've done to you. This is a promise I've kept for you. I've given up my one and only son. And now here's what he says in Romans chapter 8. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God says, I've given you my son. How will I not also graciously give you all things? I will. God promises it. He promises it. And now, because of God's sacrificial giving, we can in turn give sacrificially when we find security and trust in His promises. And that's your last point today. Sacrificial giving stems from finding security in God's promises. That's what this widow really did. She said, you know what? I'm going to give this offering. It's, 
it's everything I have, but I'm going to trust that God's going to take care of me, whether it be through friends, whether it be through the church. God's going to take care of me because He promises it, and that's her security. That's our security too. We can give sacrificially. Why? Because we have found security in the promises of God. How do we get there? We put God's promises into action. We might not be where we can be generous with a lot right now because, to be honest, our trust is kind of small. But we're going to put God to the test this week and we're going to say, God, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice for you because I'm going to sacrifice because you've been so generous to me. And so maybe it starts like this. This week, instead of date night, we're going to sacrifice that and we're going to find a family who needs a meal. And we're going to provide them a meal. And when they ask why, we're going to say, because our God has been so incredibly generous to us. We want to be just like Him. This week, we're going to say, you know what, from now on, God, I, I, I am convinced that I need to sleep in on Sunday in order to be rejuvenated for the week. But I'm going to sacrifice that time for you. And you promised me that you can provide for all of my needs, so you're going to give me the strength. You're going to give me the energy to get through the week. And I'm going to come and hear your word. I'm going to take that first step. And I'm nervous about it. I'm scared about it. But you promise. When it comes to your, your uh, paycheck, we can look and we can say, God, here's what I want to give. I'm uncomfortable with it. It makes me a little nervous. But you promise you're going to take care of all my needs. So I'm going to take just a small step this week and for the next couple weeks and, and put you to the test and see if you don't do what you say you're going to do. And we do this all knowing what? We can't outgive God. You will be, made in, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous. This is what God says. God be with you as you grow and find your security and your trust in His promises and you put Him to the test and you give sacrificially and watch as He throws open those floodgates of heaven and you won't have enough room to store it. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, You gave Yourself on the cross. You Though you were rich, you became poor for us so that through your poverty we might become rich. And that's exactly what we are. We are rich knowing that we have the God of this world on our side. Our sin is no longer in the way. You've taken it away. You've paid the price to forgive us all of our sins. And now we stand forgiven and a child of God. We can be fearless. We can be confident. We can be trusting and give sacrificially knowing that when you promise something, you do not lie, but you promise and you fulfill those promises. Be with us. Help us and give us the courage to step out and give sacrificially, trusting in the promises that you have made to us. And we know that you will keep your promises. Be with us this week and always. Amen.